Do you know that from your position, you can change a situation? Do you also know that you are the master over the created world and that you are meant to rule over everything God has made? Listen carefully to Pastor Shegun Obaje as he brings to you with simplicity and clarity the message of the new creation realities in Christ Jesus. Be blessed as you listen. Blessed be God. Amen. Lift up your hands and give God praise from the depth of your heart. Say, Father, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your love and kindness. Except the Lord built the house, the labor in vain that built it. Except the Lord keeps the city, the watchman wicked, but in vain. It is vain to rise up early, to sit up late. For so God giveth his beloved sleep, rest. Rest is of the Lord. Rest is of the Lord. He is the Lord of the Sabbath. Hallelujah. He is the Lord over the Sabbath. He is the Lord of rest. Come on, wave your hands and bless the name of the Lord and give him praise. All right. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him glory. Bless his holy name. Say thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have given thanks. Father, our hearts are open to receive your word today. And we thank you for the free flow of grace by reason of your word. Thank you for the spirit of liberty in this place. We thank you for the impact of righteousness and the consciousness of it at work in this place by the operation of the word and of the spirit in the name of Jesus. We banish you, devils. You have no part in this transaction. The speaking and the hearing of God's word is blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn to someone beside you say, you're welcome to your blessings. Hallelujah. The blessings of righteousness. Please, you may be seated in the blessed name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, this morning I'll be sharing with you on the subject of righteousness. Amen. Come on, say righteousness. The most misunderstood, misinterpreted subject of the Bible is righteousness. There are a lot of people um, who do not understand what righteousness is. Uh, For example, when you um, go across the globe in the body of Christ and ask Christians questions regarding the subject of righteousness, you understand with me or discover that there are a lot of Christians who have an idea of what righteousness is contrary to what the Bible says it is. Amen? Now, the Bible shows us very clearly that there's such a thing called or known as self-righteousness. Now, self-righteousness is the righteousness that is derived from good works. What you do, all right, that you call good or what you can do that you think is good. It's called self-righteousness. And then there is another type of righteousness which is called the righteousness of God. And that is the only righteousness that is acceptable before God. Self-righteousness is condemned before God. It is unacceptable before God. Now, Philippians chapter 3, I like to start the reading here from verse 8. This was Paul himself speaking. 
by the Holy Spirit. He says, Yea, doubtless I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung that I may win Christ, and be found in him, not having mine own righteousness. So he speaks of his own righteousness, that is self righteousness not having mine own righteousness all right and it calls that righteousness which is of the law is of the law but that which is through the faith of christ the righteousness which is of god by faith so here we see two types of righteousness self-righteousness which is according to the law and then the righteousness of god which is by faith glory to god now this was the problem of israel under the law they were going about serving god the wrong way they wanted to find acceptance before god their own way all right but god rejected their way and established his own way right before their very eyes in romans chapter 10 we start reading from verse 1 Romans chapter 10 and verse 1. It says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. So they were not saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God. That means they were zealous for God. They had zeal for God. But not according to knowledge. If you read the original manuscript here, verse 2 tells us, it says, not according to the knowledge. That means a particular knowledge. So they had a kind of knowledge contrary or different from, contrary to or different from the knowledge that God expected them to have. Praise God. All right. It says, not according to the knowledge. For they've been ignorant of God's righteousness. So that means they didn't know what God's righteousness was. They were ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness. All right. Have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Now, Paul was communicating the wisdom of God to them right there. And then he was telling them that the problem of Israel was that they were satisfied with their own righteousness without seeking out the righteousness of God. They were not interested in knowing what the righteousness of God was. So because they were ignorant of that righteousness, they then went about establishing their own righteousness. You see? And then the Bible tells us here in verse 4, it says, For Christ, the anointed one, is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. So that means if you have been trying to be righteous by the law and you come to Christ, Christ is the end of that righteousness, trying to be righteous by the law, because Christ himself has fulfilled the law, and then he gives righteousness to anyone and everyone who believes in him. So the uh, journey, the attempt to be righteous by the law comes to an end. At that point, when you come to believe in Jesus, the anointed one. So he says, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believes. He says, Moses describes the righteousness which is of the law, self-righteousness, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. And then verse 6, but the righteousness which is of faith, which, which is the righteousness which is of God, speaks on this wise. Do not say in your heart, who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above. 
or who shall descend into the deep that is to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart, that is the word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and then believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, it says you shall be saved. Now why is that so? For with the heart man believes unto righteousness. Now this righteousness here is the righteousness of faith, and that's the righteousness of God, and that is the righteousness that is acceptable before God. Hallelujah. It says, for with the heart we believe unto this kind of righteousness. Glory to God. So what is the righteousness of God? It is the righteousness that we come into through faith in Jesus Christ. That is the only type of righteousness that is acceptable before God. The righteousness that is based on your own works is unacceptable before God. So he says, this righteousness is believed unto. But Moses describing the righteousness which is of the law, he says, the man that doeth, those things shall live by them. So that means they were doing things to be righteous. Hallelujah. We believe unto righteousness. They did things to be righteous. And they were never righteous because they could not fulfill the basic requirement of the law. All right, we're going to see that very soon. So righteousness here simply means justification. Can we, can we say that together? Say justification. Before God, the rule of acceptance is faith in him. The rule of acceptance before God is not the duty of obedience. The rule of acceptance before God is faith in him. Glory to God. Does not mean God does not require obedience of us. But to be accepted before God, one has to believe in Jesus Christ. Acceptance before God is only by faith. By faith in Jesus Christ. Can someone say amen to that? Now, this is the righteousness of God. It is the righteousness of faith. What is the righteousness of God? The righteousness of faith. Come on now. What is the righteousness of God? The righteousness of faith. That is why good works cannot save a man. No matter how nice the man is, no matter how good looking the man is, no matter how benevolent the man is, he may be a philanthropist. It makes no difference. Our good works cannot save us. Acceptance with God is not by good works. It is by faith in Jesus Christ. Can someone say amen to that? Ephesians chapter number 2 and verse 8. It says, by grace are you saved through faith. Alright? Not by your own works. Through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. So we are saved by grace through faith. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Titus chapter 3 and verse 5. Titus chapter 3 and verse 5, it says we are saved by the mercy of God, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration, regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. We were saved by the mercy of God, not by our own works of self-righteousness. So nobody can come before God and claim acceptance with God by his own works. It is not possible. Glory to God. The Bible says, in the sight of God, it is evident that no man can be justified by the law. 
The just shall live by faith. Come on now. The just shall live by. I can't hear you. The just shall live by. The just shall live by faith. So the righteousness of God is the righteousness of faith. It is the righteousness of believing. It is not the righteousness of doing. Now let me point your attention to something here. Very important. Deuteronomy chapter number 30 please. Very quickly. And verse 11. It says, for this commandment, this was Moses speaking here, which I commanded this day, it is not hidden from thee, neither is it far off. It is not in heaven that thou shouldest say, who shall go up for us to heaven and bring it unto us, that we may hear and do it. Now note what it says here, that we may hear and what? Do it. Hear and do it. And then it goes on. All right, go on in verse 14, please. But the word is near thee, near unto thee in thy mouth and in thine heart, that thou mayest do it. Now mark the word do. That thou mayest do it. Okay? Alright. Now when Paul was to quote from this particular portion of the scriptures, alright, the principle he maintained, but the application he changed. Why? Because he was actually dealing with the righteousness of God, not the righteousness of the law. The righteousness of the law was described by Moses. All right? It is the righteousness that comes by doing. All right? Now, Paul here, applying the same principle in Romans chapter 10, if you start the reading from verse 6, let's go to verse 6. It says, but the righteousness which is of faith speaks on this wise. Say not in your heart, who is going to go up to heaven, that is to bring Christ down to die for our sins? Or who is going to go deep down into the earth, that is to raise Christ from the dead for our justification? That has been done. No procrastination anymore. That has been done. Do not say that in your heart. But what do you say? He says, the word is near you. All right? The word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. What word? That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with your mouth. Alright. Now look at the way Moses applied it. Alright. That you may do it. But he says here. Paul here by the Holy Spirit is saying. This righteousness of God. This is how it works now. If you will confess with your mouth. The Lord Jesus. And believe in your heart. Alright. Not that if you will go and do good works. And then come back. Then you will be justified. Then you become righteous. No. He says, if thou shalt confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart. Now, what were they to do under the law? The law. The commandment, which I commanded this day, he said. Moses said. But here, we do not stand before the commandment. Not because the commandment itself is wrong. But we stand before our own justifier. That is Jesus, the anointed one. Amen. And by his justification, we have fulfilled the commandments, which we couldn't do in our own strength. Glory to God. And by his grace that works in us, we live above sin and we cannot be condemned by sin. Can someone say amen to that? So we turn from the tablets of stone. We turn to Christ. Under the law, they had the tablets of stone, the Ten Commandments before them. Under grace, we have Christ before us. Glory to God. The stones were dead to them. Their conscience was dead. 
And so the Bible tells us Jeremiah prophesying, saying that a new commandment I am going to cut with the household of Israel, not according to the old commandment that I cut with their fathers, and they broke the old commandment. He says, this is the new commandment that I'm going to cut with the household of Israel. I'm going to take out the heart of stone from, uh, from within them. And I will give them the heart of flesh. Flesh meaning soft, tender, sensitive. Hallelujah. Are you following what I'm saying here? So you see here that they stood before the tablets of stone. The law is spiritual. The law is holy. The law is just. It shows the standard of God. The rectitude of God. The standard of God that cannot bend. They stood before the law condemned. None of them could measure up to it. None of them could accomplish it. None of them could do in full all that the law required of them. And the rule says, if you do nine of the ten commandments and offend in one, all right, you are condemned. Okay? So 99% obedience under the law is still condemnation. But here, under Christ, the Bible tells us in Romans chapter number um, 8 and verse 1, it says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walked not after the flesh but after the Spirit, for the law, come on, say the law, for the law of the Spirit, that word law there means principle, all right? For the law or principle of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law or principle of sin and death. For what the law, the law of Moses couldn't do, in that it was weak through the flesh. That means the human nature, the Adamic nature, after the fall, all that Adam became after the fall, and all his children, everyone born after that order, all that we became after the fall, the Bible tells us that that nature could not fulfill the law. Because that nature was fallen nature, that nature was condemned to sin, for all have sinned. And come short of the glory of God. So the Bible tells us here. For what the law couldn't do. The law couldn't work righteousness. The righteousness of God in man. Why? For the weakness of the sin nature. For what the law couldn't do in that. It was weak through the flesh. God sending his son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And for sin. Condemned sin in the flesh. That means Jesus was born. The word became flesh. But not according to the order of the fallen adam the nature of the fallen adam he had the nature of god in him he was called the son of god hallelujah so he fulfilled the law for man that means the law could not condemn him he met the requirement of justice he fulfilled it to the letter he condemned sin in the flesh what does that mean so that means sin could not condemn him. Amen? <laughs> By the knowledge of the law is sin. Okay? And then the strength of sin, alright, itself is death. Strength of death, rather, is sin. The sting of death is sin. So that means that the law showed the standard of God and people couldn't fulfill the law so, because they couldn't fulfill the law, they were condemned by sin. Did you see that? And then, the Bible tells us something very profound here. That when Jesus came, he walked the face of this earth, and he fulfilled the law 100%. 
Glory to God. The Bible says he was tempted in all points, yet without sin. So that means there was nothing sin could do. Sin could not condemn him. The law could not condemn him. Glory to God. Amen. He actually obtained the righteousness of the law. Before he was killed, he was, he was lied against. Amen. That means they cooked up something. False accusation. So they could kill him, crucify him. But there was nothing. They could not convict him in anything. They could not convict him in anything. He was the only man after the fall of Adam, the first Adam, that came in this dispensation, all right, and lived right, lived to fulfill the righteous requirement of the law without failing in anything. Glory to God. Did you see that? Come on now. Did you see that? So please understand this. When Jesus did that, there was no man that could do it. No man could do it. The attempt of men from generation to generation was to live according to the righteous requirement of the law. The laws of God, the standards of God are too holy for the fallen man to reach unto, to accomplish. Too holy. But Jesus came and he fulfilled the law for us. Can someone say amen to that? So it tells us here for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. God sending his son in the likeness of sinful flesh. In other words, he took upon himself the form of man. He took upon himself flesh. But he himself was God. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. The same word that was God became flesh. And dwelt among us. And the Bible tells us that we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the father. Full of grace and truth. Glory to God. So he walked the face of this earth. Holily. Blamelessly. Glory to God. Nothing could convict him of the law. Nothing could condemn him of the law. Amen? He was not answerable to the law. Amen? He lived to fulfill it, but not under it. He lived to fulfill it above it. He was answerable to his heavenly father. And by the power of an endless life, the spirit of his father, he fulfilled the law. Praise God. His strength to fulfill the law didn't come from the law. His strength to fulfill the law came from the lawgiver. Amen. Are you following this now? Some people think, you know, it is thou shall not that will give you strength to not shall not. Or to not shall. <laughs> As the case may be. Are you following what I'm saying here? No. No. The law is a standard. But God is not a standard. God is a person. God is a spirit. And by the spirit of an endless life, Jesus under the unction of the Holy Spirit, Jesus born of the spirit and born of the living word, himself being the living word, fulfilled the law and condemned sin in the flesh. To what end? 
that the righteousness of the Lord, go, go to verse, go to verse four, that the righteousness of the Lord, that means the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us. Who did it? No. Who walked not after the flesh but after the spirit? What does that mean? To walk after the flesh but after the spirit, it simply means to believe. Come on, say believe. I can't hear you. Come on, say believe. believe. Come on now. I can't hear you. Come on, say believe. believe. Abraham believed in the Lord. And the Lord counted it unto him for what? Righteousness. And by that faith in the Lord, there was a quickening, the work of life-giving that was done in him. And the result of that quickening work that came through faith was Isaac. Come on, say Isaac. All right. Isaac was born of the Spirit, so to speak. That means it was not the strength of Abraham that produced him. Abraham had got into a point where, you know, um, in terms of reproduction, he was as good as dead. The Bible says he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, was strong in faith, giving glory to God. He was not weak in faith because he considered not his own body at the time dead, neither yet deadness of Sarah's womb. See? So his body was dead. He couldn't do it in his own strength. But he believed God. Now listen very carefully. By that faith in God, there was an introduction of the ministry of the Spirit into his life. What he couldn't do in his own strength, the Spirit did in him. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Those who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit are those who believe. The just, the just, you, you, you and I. Can someone say amen to that? All right. Say, I'm a believer. believer. Oh, come on now. Say, I'm a believer. believer. Someone says, well, you cannot reach your God-given destiny. You can't do this. You can't do that. All right. You say, well, you're right. I can't. You just said it. Amen. There's an I can't of the flesh. Abraham could not produce all by himself. True? He could not. But God didn't need him or God didn't require him to produce of himself. Because the promise cannot be produced in the arm of the flesh. The promise cannot be produced in the strength of the flesh. Oh dear. So God needed him to believe in the one who could do it in him. Because the principle of oneness is faith. Come on, say faith. Believe in the Lord your God and his strength is infused into you. What they said you couldn't do, you can now do. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Say hallelujah. So when they say you can't do it in your, they look at you truly, truly, your your degree, (laughs) where you schooled. (laughs) The way you even pronounce words can tell that you can't get there. Are you from what I'm saying here? But you understand that you don't walk after the flesh. You walk after the spirit. Why? Because you believe in the God who can do all things. And because you are one with him, his strength is your strength. His wisdom is your wisdom. His ability is your ability. He is your righteousness. Can someone say amen to that? Scream to your neighbor say, I can do all things. Through Christ who strengthens me. Oh, don't look down on me. <laughs> hey, no, we no man after the flesh. 
If any man be in Christ, is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I may not look like it, uh, but I am the man that God has chosen for the job. I may not speak like it, uh, but I believe in the God who can talk like it. And in Him, I am strong. In Him, I can do all things. You are not looking down on yourself. Come on now. Parusa Tabahaya. There's a working of God in you. Don't believe their lies. They said you cannot do it, but you are not alone. You are in Christ, and Christ is in you. You are not without Christ. You are not without God. He's working in you. His wisdom, He's working in you. Why? Because you have believed in Him. He's your righteousness. Can I, can I talk to somebody here today? Hear this. You will surpass what they have said concerning you. You didn't hear me. I said you will beat their imaginations. They have looked at you and they, they have sized you up. They have sized you up. They are ignorant. They don't, they know not. Neither will they understand. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You are not alone. Greater, greater, greater. They say you, you see, you look like a civil servant. You can't own your company. You can't do business. But you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You can reach your God-given goal. Say you, you don't look beautiful. You can't get any man to marry. No. The beauty of the Lord is upon you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let me hear you shout hallelujah. Glory to God. Sit down. Now hear this. For what the Lord couldn't do in that it was weak through the flesh. God, I love this. The Lord brings men to the end of themselves. And then grace steps in. Amen? And takes them beyond themselves. Grace has never taken a man within the scope of himself. No, it takes you past that scope, beyond yourself. Listen! Listen! There are people here, before the end of this year, You've been, you've been asking yourself, what is this grace thing about? Your experiences will tell you the definition of grace. <laughs> you look at your life and say, I now understand what grace is. I now understand it. Hallelujah. When they beheld Jesus, they said, ah, look at his glory. His glory was as the glory of the Son of God. Full of grace. Full of grace. That means they look at you and the only story they can tell of your success story is grace, 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 grace. Can someone say amen to that? Abraham couldn't do it anymore. Sarah couldn't do it anymore. In themselves, they had gotten to the end of themselves. No more effort. They, they, their body was as good as dead. Then God stepped in. 
Because Abraham had believed in the Lord and righteousness had been reckoned to him. Oh dear. The spirit came in. Abraham believed God, even God, who gives life to the dead and caused those things that be not as though they were. Hallelujah. You are getting that job. You are fulfilling your God-given destiny. Life is restored to your prayer altar. It's not you anymore. It's not you anymore. Stop looking at yourself. Stop looking. They have sized you up. You have sized up yourself. And you have looked at yourself and said, I cannot do it. Yes, you can't do it without him. But with him, in oneness with him, you can do all things. Say, I'm going places. No, I can't hear you. Say, I'm going places. How? By grace, by grace, by grace, by grace. Say, I'm going places. By grace. Hallelujah. Sit down. Now, listen to this. This is very powerful. So, Jesus came and condemned sin. Alright? In the flesh. That means in his physical life. In his earthly life, he condemned sin. You know what that means? Sin became helpless. Sin had no, sin had no grip on him. He condemned sin. And then he turns to us. He says, now, stop looking at the law. He's a standard of God. Alright? But you cannot fulfill it just by looking at the law. You will be before tablets of stone without a helper. Turn to me. I'll do two things for you. The first thing I'm going to do, hey, you know what I'm going to do? Jesus said, this is what I'm going to do. I will give you my own righteousness. So that the Lord looks at you and says, he has fulfilled me. She has fulfilled me. In other words, I will give give you my own righteousness. And then I will empower you to live a life that the standard of God looks at you. And say, ah, that means the standard of God looks up to you. Do, do you understand? Not look, looking down on you. Uh, this condemned one, this one that cannot even. No. Praise God. So Paul, by the Holy Ghost, puts it this way. Romans chapter 6 and verse 14. He tells us here. He says, for sin shall no longer have dominion over you. Why? For you are not under the law. But under grace. So you see, grace is higher than the law. If you look at the structure of the Ark of the Covenant, you have the broken tablets of, you know, the law inside the Ark. You have Aaron's rod that boarded inside the Ark and the pot, the golden pot of manna. Those were testimonies of God's faithfulness. Hallelujah. And the rectitude of God inside the Ark. And then you will have to close it. There's a cover there. Pa! And then above it is the mercy seat. You now see the God of heaven sitting on the mercy seat. He's sitting over the law. So you see, grace is not under the law. You see, when you are prayed by grace, the law looks up to you. That means the law cannot convict you. Oh dear. And then he says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. 
He didn't say enter inside the ark and then begin to search for the broken tablets of stones of the Lord. No, 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 no. He says, come to grace. Come to mercy. Come to make mercy. Come to grace. That means the grace of God is so potent that people look at you and say, that guy that used to sleep around. That womanizer. That playboy. Look at him. <laughs> you just see them do like this. I can't, I can't believe this. <laughs> you mean, <laughs> is that Shegun? Uh, 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 uh. I think I need to reconsider. There's something. This is, this is not ordinary. Now, let me tell you something. The life of grace cannot enter into any model. Any model of regression. Please listen. You cannot calculate it. The life of grace is surpassing in excellence surpassing in everything the life of grace and god says this is the transforming power of god first i justify you and second i empower you the same spirit that raised jesus from the dead he's now your quickening ability oh dear this is the life that god has called us to righteousness did you see it so you see faith in god that is what god counts as what righteousness someone says well now that i have believed i can do it all by myself ah is the easiest way to feel the just shall live by faith not at salvation alone the just shall live by faith at salvation the just shall live by faith after salvation the just shall live by faith in christ before, during, and after. The just shall live by faith and faith and faith. You trust him. You trust him. Now, let's take this thing one step at a time. So what then is righteousness? The righteousness that is acceptable before God is the righteousness that comes to us by faith in Jesus Christ. Can someone say amen to that? The righteousness by faith. And then the Bible tells us that this righteousness is two things. One thing that has two sides. Number one, it is the righteousness that confers justification on you. All right? That imputes justification to you. That means you are declared justified before God. You know what that means? There is no imputing of sin to you anymore. What that means is this. The devil has no right to bring up anything called sin against you anymore. Whatever you've done in time past that the blood of Jesus has washed away, all right, listen very carefully, cannot be brought up anymore. If you let the devil do it, you are ignorant of what Christ has done for you. And that's why the word of God is coming to you. You, you are not supposed to be ignorant of what is done for you. He said, you remember you used to stop at that foul spirit. Used to what? No we no man after the flesh. If any man be in Christ, be, be in Christ. He's a new creature. All things are passed away. Amen? Passed away, passed away. Ask the devil if he can read. Can you read? Do you know what passed away means? Passed away. Say I'm free. 
come on, come on now. Say I'm free. Don't walk, we do not walk after the flesh, but after the spirit. That means we do not walk after strength in the flesh. We do not believe in the arm of the flesh. We are the circumcision. We worship God in the spirit. We rejoice in Christ Jesus. We have no confidence in the flesh. What it means is this, look, now that you've been justified, you don't go back again and say, oh, I'm leaning on uh, my strength. Listen, the Lord has become your light and your salvation. He's the strength of your life. Don't say my strength. Say the Lord is my strength. We don't rely on our strength and intelligence to get things in life. As important as it is to be intelligent and be studious and hardworking, understand that by strength shall no man prevail. We have done our part, our homework, but we turn to the Lord and say, Lord, we did that because that is what is required in the natural. But we understand that we are your righteousness and you have become our righteousness. Now, Lord, we trust you. The horse is prepared against the day of battle, but safety is of the Lord. This was what finished Job. Until he came to the end of himself and sought the righteousness of God, he was never justified. He was laying claim on his own self-righteousness, and God said, come, you need tutorials here. Sit down, let me tutor you. And when God was done with him, he looked at himself. He said, your righteousness is what I seek. The moment he switched from his own self-righteousness to God's righteousness, he was justified and God restored him. Most of the time, the reason good people have bad things happen to them, most of the time, is because they rely on their goodness, not God's goodness. Does that mean it is wrong to be good? No. Amen? But understand this. Listen very carefully. That by strength shall no man prevail. People, that's why you see the unlikely ones, all right, in places that you feel like, ah, this life is not fair. How many of us have felt that way before? That, ah, see that this guy, man. When we were in school, I was teaching this guy now. But the guy is now teaching you. And he tells you, you see, if you want to make it in life, you must understand the principle of honor. He said, hmm, you're nodding your head. He said, nah. But you won't start him. But because you graduated with that self-righteousness, me, I will get job. Me. That. I have a tutorial center on campus. It's still running. Even to date. Ah, I will get a job. First year, I will get job. Second year, I will get job. Third year, I will get job. Fourth year. Lord, help me to get a job. <laughs> and then God humbles you. At that time, your certificate is irrelevant. It's just by referral. Ah, are you not the guy who used to teach us? He said, yes, I am, I am. He said, ah. so what happened? Wait, I don't know. I don't know. I said, okay. Mm. Okay, let me, let me write you a note. Tell the manager there that um, is so-so and so. Just put a note and then just give it to him. And then he said, ah, you are from so-so and so? He said, yes, I am. All right. See us tomorrow. 
And that is it. Amen? Amen. Have you noticed that people who rely on their self-righteousness, they are the ones who are down, down, down below? Those who are just looking up and say, well, I finished with three third class, I finished with two, two. But Lord, just have mercy on me. With these two, two. And then, you know, a year or two or three or four, after graduation, after your first degree, your certificate does not matter anymore. The, the person, by the mercy of God, who got a job immediately after school, listen very carefully, and was practicing his God experience for three years, the next opening for him is a greater opportunity. True? Because you ask him, what have you done? What can you do? Say, I have done this, I have done Ah, okay, he's the man for the job. But the guy who has the certificate, what have you done? Say, I have not done anything. For three years, and you have this... Can you do this? And then a simple test and all that. He doesn't know anything. All those universities are just be giving first class anyhow and two one anyhow. He just be giving people. He doesn't even know anything. Amen. Please don't grow old to discover that by strength shall no man prevail. Believe it now. No matter how intelligent you are, humble yourself before God. Exaltation comes from God. No man can lift himself. Men may jump, but they can't lift themselves. David said to God in First Chronicles 29, I want you to see this righteousness <laughs> is so powerful. There are some of you, after this service, we just pray a simple prayer, and then you say, ah, I should have learned this thing long time ago. Amen? That no matter how good you are, you say, Lord, you are the good in me. You are my good. Amen? I said Amen? First Chronicles 29 and verse 11. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness. Look at David, the great David. He was worshipping God. He says, the greatness is yours. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Look at verse 12. Both riches and honor come of thee. And thou reignest over all, and in thine hand is power and might. Not in the hand of man. In thine hand is power and might. And in thine hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. It is in his hand to make, ah God. It is in his hand to make great. What makes the difference between two eligible candidates for a job? All right? Sometimes there's what is called preference without explanation. That means you just look at, I just like that guy. You say, but what? Stop that thing. I like the guy. Amen? There were many women that I could have married. But when I looked at my wife, she found favor in my sight. See, let me tell you something. She's not just, you know, looking like it and then doing all like, doing like this, doing like this. All right, that may even anger the man. What kind of is this one that is seeking for attention and all that? Listen very carefully. It's good to look good. All right, but understand that your beauty comes from God. Makeup is good. All right, but understand that you've been made up in Christ. (laughs) 
Understand the power of the, the magnetism of favor. That warms the heart of men towards you. They just look and say, ah, I don't know why, but there's something in me telling me that I should help you. It's called the favor of God. I mean, the way God can guide and monitor information to you, and you will hear the right thing. <laughs> and other people, they are on the, the internet surfing, surfing the internet, searching, searching. They will not get it, but God will just, somebody will just come and whisper to you and say, Now, listen. Jeremiah said, Oh Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walks to direct his own steps. The steps of a good man, David said, are ordered by the Lord. God knows where it is. Upon the mountain of the Lord, it shall be seen. Eat. And he will lead you there. You see, understand, when you lean on him, don't brag on yourself. Yourself cannot carry you far. Brag on God. I make my boast in the Lord. He says, the humble shall hear and be glad. Amen. Do your job. Be diligent. Do it well. Listen, do it well. But understand that favor comes from God. Look at how God favored Esther. You remember? And the beauty of the Lord was upon her. She was not the most decorated, but she was the most favored. And the king looked at her and said, that's my, that's my wife. Amen? Say, so I'm highly favored of God. I can't hear you. Say, I'm highly favored of God. Come on now. I can't hear you. Say, I'm highly favored of God. You see, this righteousness ministers humility. You are humble. People look at you, they can't find any air of pride around your life. Why? Because you understand it is the Lord. It is the Lord. People who are doing it all by themselves, they can be proud. But those of us who are doing it by the Lord, the Lord is our pride. (laughs) He is our glory. Say hallelujah. May I I beat my chest in the Lord and say something to you today? Amen? Can I do that? Can I? There are 21 people here. Between now and the end of this month, you will so find favor that you will weep for joy. If you are one of them, say a big amen. This righteousness brings favor. It is the righteousness of faith that invokes the favor of God on your life. Favor. Come on, say favor. Favor. I can't hear you. Say favor. Favor. I can't hear you. Say favor. Favor. Sit down. So this righteousness... Is what you receive by faith. The moment you repose faith in Jesus Christ, you receive this righteousness. And what you will learn the rest of your life is how to depend on this righteousness. All right? Even Paul, at that level of maturity, he was still struggling to be found in him, in Christ, not having his own righteousness, which was of the law. 
Did you see that? In other words, you see, listen very carefully. The lesson you will learn here is the lesson of trust in God. He is your ability. Let me tell you something. There are wicked janitors in some realms. They shut the door, they hold the key in their hand. And they are looking at people's faces. You will open to you. You know. Who do you know? I know no. Get out. Alright? But when you come by the righteousness of God, listen. The, the janitor is not there. He's gone on holiday. And the moment you come close to the door, the door opens of its own accord. You're already in and you're seated. And you're dining with kings and princes. The God who lifts the poor from the dunghill, the beggar from the dust, he sets them among the princes of his people. The pillars of the earth are the Lord's. And you're already there. The janitor comes and says, what are you doing here? <laughs> he said, God brought me here. And then you see the princess say, shut up your mouth, just go and be keeping the door. What's, what's your own? It's called the favor of God. You see, when you lean on this righteousness, it stands you out. People look at, see, don't lean on your own strength. Do your job well, yes. Do it well, excellently well, yes. But listen, rely on him. Rely on him. He's the lifter up of our head. Don't rely on your money. Don't rely on your natural strength. Don't rely on your ability. Don't rely on your wisdom. Rely on him. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Rely on him. You look up to him. He's your righteousness. Praise God. You see it? (laughs) And this is the key that was missing all through the old covenant. And Jesus brought that key. Israel didn't know this key. They were ignorant of God's righteousness. So they went about establishing their own righteousness. (laughs) But Jesus came and said, look at it. I'm your righteousness. I'm your ability to be blessed. Your rightness to be blessed. I am your worthiness to get it. Someone says, well, I don't know. I'm not sure I can get it. He is your worthiness to get it. He is your worthiness to get it. Your CV, there's a glow on that CV. And then they read and certain things begin to make sense to them. Because of the quickening power of the Holy Spirit that works through the conduit of righteousness. Because you trust in God, the Spirit of God is working in you. The moment Abraham believed God, the Holy Spirit, pam, came upon him and began to quicken his body. Working on him. Working on him. Working on him. Even after that he had come to the end of himself, the Spirit of God was working in him. And all of a sudden, by the strength of the Spirit, he found strength to do it. He looked at Sarah and said, Come here! I feel different tonight. Something was working in him. And let me tell you something, even after the death of Sarah, it was still working. I told it, the man didn't retire. He refired. <laughs> the thing was working was working the man was was revived he came alive because his trust was in god oh dear oh the blessings of righteousness 
all the blessings of absolute trust in God. Yeah, I can do it. I must, I don't that. God says, well, you want to do it, you want to give it a try? A lifetime is not enough. Even if I add 15 more years, you can try forever. By strength shall no man prevail. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. Be not wise in your own eyes. Trust in the Lord and depart from evil. So it shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. And this righteousness is of faith. Absolute trust in God. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Let's be upstanding. Lift up your hands right now and just worship God. He is your righteousness. God is your righteousness. He 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 is your worthiness. He is your righteousness. Oh, listen. He is your righteousness. The favor of God is upon you. He says, Thou will bless the righteous with favor. Will you surround him round about as with a shield? The favor of God is upon you. Oh, the Kamaratea, because God is your righteousness. People are now reconsidering an appointment with you. They are now reconsidering a deal with you. They are now reconsidering a meeting with you. They are now seeing you differently because the favor of God is on your life. The mercy of God is upon you. The grace of God is working for you. You lean on God. You lean on Him. We do not walk after the flesh but after the spirit. We are the circumcision that worship God in the spirit. We rejoice in Christ Jesus. We have no confidence in the flesh. No confidence in the flesh. No confidence in the flesh. We lean on God absolutely. People wonder how God is lifting us from glory to glory to glory to glory. Because he's our righteousness. We believe in him. Lift up your hands right now. Makotala Mahasiya. It's a new beginning for you. I don't know what you have achieved so far. But you haven't seen anything yet. Oh, by the strength of God, by the strength of God, by the favor of God, you enter into another domain. You enter into another realm of glory. Realm of glory. Grace is working for you. Grace is working for you. Lift your hands right now. Grace is working for you. Oh, Lord, we give you praise. With songs of victory, so I am Lord. I trust in you, Lord. I trust in you, Lord. I trust in you. I declare that I am strong. I declare that I in the strength of the Lord. Come on now. In the strength of 
give him volume. Give him some volume there. Yeah, yeah. Lord, I trust in you. I, I declare, declare that I am strong in the strength, in the strength. Lord, I trust in you. Yeah, I'm strong. 